This is Jane Marie. And this is Soko. You are now listening to the Queer Ambition Podcast. The Queer Ambition Podcast is the only podcast celebrating rising LGBTQ professionals. Providing advice on navigating the modern workplace. And discussing polarizing topics within the community. Now listen up. What are we talking about today? What do you brought me on for? Right. So um, what happened was, was that I was listening to, you listen to, you know, Dan Savages? I don't. So Dan Savage has had a love column in one of like, right now it escapes me, but like one of the top newspapers. And then that escalated to him becoming like the love doctor in a sense. And now he has, um, well, he's had for a while, this podcast called the Savage Lovecast. And you can call in, people call in and ask him all types of questions, like personal things. Like I cheated on my husband four times and I got herpes, but I still love him. Should I tell him I have herpes? Like all types, it's just, it's wild, right? So I'm listening to this one episode and um, Dan is talking, is giving advice to a woman who um, was having an affair. And it sounds like the woman is toying with the idea of raising polyamory to her partner. But of course, the affair has already happened. Mm-hmm. So Dan says as an aside um, that, you know, we can get into how gay men are better at polyamory than almost everyone else. But, you know, we'll, pin, we'll put a pin in that and we'll come back to it. So I heard that and I was like, hmm. And of course, he never goes back to it. He, he kind of just leaves it hanging there. And mm-hmm. I brought it up to Soko. And then Soko got real fired up over it. She was like, no, no, no. She poking holes in her. And I'm like, well, I think we should talk about it then. <laughs> right? So that is what we're talking about today. We're talking about gay men. The, the question is, are gay men better at polyamory than everyone else in the queer community, hetero community? Are they, doing, are they better able or more emotionally mature to handle polyamory than most? Okay, so, so I will say, look, Soko eyes, big as shit. <laughs> I will say that Soko hit me up because we were talking this morning. Um, and hit it was with the question specifically, are they more emotionally mature? Mm-hmm. Absolutely fucking not. Like, let's, let's just say, no, 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 no. Listen, now, are they better at polyamory? I believe that could be true. I do not believe it is because they are emotionally more mature. So I just, I want to pause there, right? Okay. Um, I think it's not fair to ask me because I ain't a gay man. I ain't never been in a polyamorous relationship with a gay man. However, I do like to think that they don't see the connection and the love as a part of necessarily the sex or being with someone else. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, again, I don't, make, I don't believe that that makes them more mature. It does make them have different things. Um, and I would argue that that may be right without being a gay man. I do like, you know, they'll come rub on your ass and like not have any, like they don't care. They're just like, oh, it's a part of the game. Mm-hmm. So I think that they have that where as we connected to, you know, you, you start talking to someone too long and we think it's a betrayal, right? Yeah. Like, so it's like, we do see intimacy and connection, I think, different. Uh, and I think it's something that matters when we're talking about polyamory in our community. Okay. Okay. I, I agree. And I like that you mentioned that 
you know, that you're not a gay man. So I wanted to get that perspective. And I had a friend of mine who, of course, does not represent the entire gay male community, but um, his name is Nathan. And I asked him, I posed this question to him. And the reason why I posed this question, so I'll start with the reason why I chose him specifically, is because uh, one time we had went out and he was telling me that um, him and his partner, it sounded like he was alluding to the fact that him and his partner were kind of open. Like they go on dates with other people sometimes. And um, I was like, I was kind of like pleasantly surprised by that because you just don't hear people, one, talk about it ever, even if they're doing it all the time. So I was like, cool. You know, I just let it slide because like, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, and tell me how you got there. Especially with my, you know, at the time my girlfriend and I were kind of going through something related to this. So it wasn't the time. But so I asked Nathan to, you know, what he thought about this. And he said, John and I, John is his partner. John and I are definitely not poly, no dating or regular hookups outside of our relationship, but are playfully open about attraction to other guys. I think in some cases, gay men are able to suspend jealousy and security in their relationships because of an understanding of physical desires. It's easy for two guys to have an agreement of sex with someone else disconnected from the partnership they go home to more so than a mixed gendered couple. Aside, would two women be able to have the same dynamic? I don't know. I'm going to say probably not because society hates women and tamps down their independence and breeding more of a need to have a partner. So I think there is a propensity for gay men to be able to handle a polyamorous relationship, but I would hesitate to say that on the whole, two men are better at it than other permutations of relationships. Okay, so, let me chime in a little bit. So ahead. I like what he said, and what he mm-hmm. said is very good. It's solid, okay? I love his points. I want to point out a few. So one, we're starting with this topic that, you know, are gay men better at? Where did this guy, Dan Savage, get this information from? Who said this? So, where, where, did, where are the stats? Where are the polls? Dan has been, I mean, Dan is in a polyamorous relationship himself. Again, not to say that he is the champion of all that. But he, I mean, he's just been doing the sex and love relationship thing for a long time. I mean, not to say that he has a white paper on it, but I would call him an expert on that shit. All right. I believe you. So, and you can only be an expert in who you are an expert with. So I would then also be like, who's your readership? You know what I mean? Like who's calling in to ask you these questions on a regular basis? Unless you are really across all dynamics, then you still only have a certain expertise in a certain field right expertise is is niche work um so yeah i don't know who dan is and (laughs) he he ain't on our stuff (laughs) yeah your friend nathan he 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 points to something out and i'm just gonna put this in layman terms so males are, are know what they like physically a little bit more and they have physical desires right so the only way i can see this might be possibly true if we were to say it was true, mm-hmm. is that because men want their cake and eat it too. So they're okay with dealing with the jealousy and things like that because they want, they are okay with it because they want to fuck around a little bit or have other relationships. So they deal with the shit that comes with it compared to, let me say, you know, um, a female to female, you know, they bring up the issues that they have. They bring up those jealousies like, hey, excuse me, ma'am, um, I'm not liking that. And I think that is a major difference. Well, I mean, I just want to say I like cake. I like cake. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love cake too. I love cake, okay? Sometimes but I like to eat my cake. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like, like to just make the cake. I want to eat the cake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I will say that I, I think that women are possessive, right? And, and to just bring us back to people fighting in the street, right? Like, what we don't talk about, and I think what we don't talk about specifically with women of color, black women, like, we are trained to be protective, almost overly protective. And part of that is the ownership of your man, your boo, your friends, your thing, your yours, your yours. And so I think, what's his name, Nathan? Yep. <laughs> I think he is correct, right? They are better at separating to the two. And as a person who has done the poly thing with a wife of 20 years, that's the one thing that we struggle with all the time, right? Like, I don't want, listen, I want my cake. I don't want nobody eating my cake. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to eat my cake. I want to eat my cake too. But like, you can't have my cake and you can't go share my cake with nobody else. Like, so, right. you know what I mean? And I think that's the thing that we pick up from heteronormativity, right? Like, we've, we've brought that with us. Um, and we should relinquish that or at least find healthier ways like, or, or maybe that kind of possession should come with consent as well. Like, I think, but that's what, that is, that is our burden to hold and to fix, I think. And would make us better Absolutely. at having power relationships. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I do have problems with monogamy. I think that it's very flawed. I don't think that really anyone is capable of it. I think we force ourselves into it um, to, to, to align with norms, to not be shamed and judged by people, by the masses. Um, I don't think it makes any sense that there are all of these people in the world, but you're only with one forever until you die. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I follow and, and started listening, started reading her, some of her books, um, an author and also a sex therapist named Esther Perel. And Esther Perel has a lot of books that kind of relate to this this thing of ownership and that you know you have this one person and that one person is responsible for all of their happiness in your life so your wife is supposed to be your best friend she is supposed to be your therapist she's supposed to fuck you good she's supposed to make you really great food she's also supposed to be there when your career is tumbling and talk to you about it and help you get another job um she's there when your house falls apart so she's also your handyman you know whereas you can have different relationships and people that you rely on for different things. And it doesn't all have to be sexual relationships, but they can all be um, romantic in a sense, or they can be loving in a sense, right? Intimate. Intimate. There you go. That's the word I was using. But so to, for me, that is what I think is, is the problem. But I do think that gay men are able, as you said, to separate that, to say, this man that I, this partner that I love, this, my, my husband can provide me with all those things but he doesn't always have to provide all of my sexual desires, you know? So it's okay if, if we decide that we can step out to, to, to receive that for temporary, temporary pleasure. And then I'm going to come back home. Well, and I think what's so key to that though, is that we do look for intimacy. And again, I can only talk about my experience and my wife and my partners, right? Like the, the issue that me and my wife have with opening our relationship, which we did once and have not done again, is that we are intimate creatures. By the time I'm having sex with you, I'm head over heels with you. Like, I'm, I'm already with you, right? Like, we are in love <laughs> in some way, right? Like, you know, <laughs> and that kind of connection, we don't separate sex in that way. 
right? And, and I'm sure there are people who do it differently. They're, you know what I mean? We have not figured out how to be like, oh, I'm just going to go do this thing with this woman and then not care if she eats later. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we are tied to, we're, we're nesters. We're, yeah. we're, we build and create things. So it's like, no, by the time we're orgasming together, I care about you in some way, shape, or form where I feel like with gay men in particular, they can go fuck you in a bathroom and go back to drinks like it is like, you know what I mean? Like it's nothing. And that's an assumption. I could be wrong. They can mm-hmm. make me out for that. Uh, but I think we see it differently in that way. And I think that way is key. And I think that does not mean we should not be in poly relationships. But we should really understand and talk about that. No, I'm opening up to you in a way that's usually more than just physical. And our communities are small. So I'm going to see you all the time, even if we not like, you know what I mean? Even if we just happen to have one night, like I'm going to have to see you. You know what I mean? That becomes a thing, I think, at times too. Yeah, for sure. You know what? I want to roll this back a little bit because let's talk about an open relationship versus polyamory, right? Because those are two different things. And I think maybe in the context of what Dan Savage was saying that men are better at doing polyamory, maybe they're just better at doing open relationships. Because when I think about polyamory, I think about something a little bit deeper, right? It's Mm. not just about sex. It's actually about building connections with different people, Mm. not just physically, but emotionally, intimately, romantically, whatever you define your that relationship as. So are gay men better at just open relationships and you know having sex and being able to come back home? Well, are I, I they really practicing polyamory? And yeah. the def and the way I defined it, because everyone defines it in some different way. So I'm thinking the broad, the broadest sense is ethical non-monogamy, right? It's it's right. an understanding between your partners, right? Um, I really think it lives at kind of like the crux of what um, Brooklyn was saying, you know, like why, what is it about women? Is it, is it just our nature? Is it our, is it hormonal? Why is it that we have this need to, to nest with people that we may not have even known for very long, you know, and you're right. You're right. Like if I take someone home, I do care if you make it home ne- the next day, you know what I mean? And I would like to hear from you. We don't have to fuck again, but I would like to hear from you just to make sure you got home safe, <laughs> you know, but that's not necessary. You know, that, that the transactional thing of having sex with someone and then moving on doesn't require you to check in with me. So, like, what is it about us that we can't separate that? We can't make sex transactional. I don't know that I would say that we can't. Okay. Right. I, I want to roll it back to, I do like that we're, we're going to keep ethical non-monogamy as our structure, right? Because yes. I can go with polyamory and I think that's, a, that is, that's my goal. That's what I look at. Um, Yes, I I don't think that we can be transactional. Um, I think the polyamory thing is still very new for us um, as a culture. And so we haven't quite figured out how to play, right? I think we do like to believe that we could just do it like everybody else, go have some sex with some folks, and like have this attraction and it was gonna be cool and like yes and then fuck <laughs> now we're in love right like oh yeah. i was not prepared to like have thanksgiving dinner with both of you bitch <laughs> yeah 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 like, 
And so I, I like to think it's not that we can't, right? I think we have to set, like any other couples, one, we gotta be completely honest. Uh, I think we have to talk about where those desires come from. For me, it really was about being intimate with other people. I really don't necessarily care if we have a lot of sex, but if we're like hanging out on the couch and watching movies, like that's really lit to me. For my wife, it is more like, look, boo, I'm looking for sexual freedom. Like I may take three, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, a, it was way more physical for her. And I think getting clear on that and being able to talk about that is where, where we, where it makes it hard for us because again, we are so tied to uh, the possession of it. Mm -hmm. It's actually very hard for us to come to the table as clear and open, where you can actually look your partner in the face and say, I really want to fall in love with this person or I really want to like take this person to a trip and like fuck their brains out for three days and then come home, right? Like we haven't evolved to really being that honest mm -hmm. because like you said, we've been trained to use monogamy as a survival technique, right? Like, you know what I mean? You got with a man and had some babies because he could then take care of you and those babies. So our relationship our connection to relationships have been historically very different. We're some of the freest people on the planet. We're the free generation that really gets to do this. Like your grandmother couldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, right. And so, but we got to start with being honest with our own sense of desire and pleasure and then be able to articulate that to someone who may or may not agree with you and then we also have to give our partner space to come and do that. Now tell Dan Savage, move over Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn about to get on, get on his podcast and tell no, him what was what. I completely agree what you were saying. It's about being, you, you can know what you want, but it's being able to articulate what exactly is that you want. And then also if something is bothering you about a situation, articulating what exactly is bothering you, right? It's not, it's not that I'm jealous. What exactly is making me feel jealous? Let's pinpoint that. Mm -hmm. And then it's, it's, it's all of that navigating everything. But then should we, if we're, you know, practicing ethical non-monogamy, should it be that honest that we're sitting from saying, hey, yeah, I want to fuck this person's brains out tonight? No. I don't know. Some people. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe yes well that's the question that. i wanted to ask you guys like how do you open your mind or anyone else's mind to the idea that you can love more than one person at a time it just starts right there because some people are like you can only love one person you can only give that much of yourself to one person so how do you get someone open to that i don't think well i think one you have to be open to that and if that's really what you believe you got to stand in your own existence and be like no this is what i believe and this is what i do now if you want to partner with me you need to understand that right because that's not going to change just because we have a connection that's not gonna shift no matter how many girls we can go to Disneyland and I can buy, I can get you the big toy. You know what I'm saying? Like we could spend hella days together. Yeah. We could camp out for seven months. But at some point, right? yes. <laughs> at some point, 
I'm going to still be true to me no matter what, because this is what I believe, which means I'm open to that. And you have the option, like, I want you to roll with me, but you also have the option to jump off this train whenever you want to. And, mm. but, but know that, like, you know, yeah. we have to be real with us. And you can, I don't think you can convince anyone, but I think what happens is we play it small. You know what you want, you know what you believe, and then you sacrifice, right? You don't go on that date because you think she's gonna get upset. You don't talk and get that number because you think this one's going to leave. Like, and every time we sacrifice, it, it makes it okay. It says that now this is the precedence that this is, this is going to happen. This will be the way it is. And then you get stuck, right? Yeah. You know, you're like, now you're cheating behind her back, right? Now yeah. you're doing shit that's unethical because you forgot to be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. But what, what happens at that, you know, for example, you're into this relationship and it started off monogamous and then you're now realizing certain things about yourself because you get older, you realize, hey, you know what? Monogamy might not be for me, right? And now you're fully in love with this person that you're with, that you know that you don't, you want to maybe practice polyamory. They don't understand it. What then? You want to be true to yourself, but you're also madly in this love with this person that can't see your point of view. I mean, I think your partner, you have to position it to your partner, lay it all out, what you're, you know, if you're gonna be true to yourself, as Brooklyn had said, you gotta lay it out. And you also have to let your partner be true to themselves too. Like, because if you come to the decision that you can't continue in this relationship as it currently stands, then the relationship is over. You yeah. have come to an impasse. You know, that, yeah. that I think that's what it comes down to. I wanna, you know, Soko, are you comfortable talking about your, your relationship and? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you are polyamorous. You identify at least as polyamorous. Currently you're in a monogamous relationship. Uh, Right now we are monogamous. Yes. Yes. So like, what does that mean for you? Because as far as I remember you telling me your partner is a monogamous. Yeah. You know, and we, we talk about this often. This is not something that we bring, we take off the table and forget about. Right. Um, my thing is, you know, it's a fairly new relationship. Although I came into this relationship saying I'm polyamorous, let me build my foundation first with this person and make sure it's a strong foundation before we start inviting other people into it. And that's my goal to get to a point where we're completely comfortable. We've talked about everything and now, okay, let's start opening this up, whichever way we define it at that point in time. I am polyamorous. If she wants to, you know, remain like, Hey, you know what? you do you and I'm fine with this mm-hmm. fine but I would I would like her to participate as well yeah but um you know in my relationship currently we're not there yet mm-hmm. um in my previous relationship we got there yeah okay so so on the topic of are gay men better at polyamory where do each of you stand no 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 first of all nobody can be better than us at anything I'm just saying I'm just saying, yeah, I just don't see that. Do they see it differently? Absolutely. Uh, and are they better off for it at this point? Maybe. But as we know, we're coming for them. It's, it's all right. And Soko? No. I don't. Not, are, are gay men better at practicing ethical non-monogamy? When you put it that way, though, the ethical non-monogamy part, yes. That, yes, right? Right. No, the ethical non-monogamy? Yes. They, they don't, yeah, we'll let them have it. Polyamory? 
I don't think so. They're two just, different things. They're two different things. Well, because, and, and, and so with ethical non-monogamy, yes, they can ethically go fuck someone for a night and come back to their partner. Could they then be three men in a relationship, happy and healthy? They're not better than that for us. They're not better. No. Right. They've not proven that. But ethical non-monogamy, where a couple is together and they're out fucking other people and they are okay with that and then they come back and be happy? Maybe. Yes. Yeah. I don't know enough of them, but I would say they probably got that. Exactly. And I completely agree. And that's where I stand. Is polyamory a trend? I feel like a lot of people... I don't want to, this is a whole nother topic <laughs> because a lot of people, all right, there's a, there's a difference between, Hey, I really want to build these intimate connections with multiple people because I don't feel like I should be this way with one person for the rest of my life mm -hmm. compared to, you know what? I just want to fuck. Yeah. You know, like, is it a trend? I feel like some people confuse the two like, Oh yeah, I'm polyamory, but are you really? <laughs> I, I kind of feel similar, like similarly to non-binary it is that people may not have had the word for it before. Um, they, they may not have felt that they had the perfect way to describe it or the accepted way to describe it. And, you know, I'd never heard many, as many people saying they were polyamorous until the last, what, two, three years, maybe, maybe a little, a little more. But I think, again, that people just lack the vocabulary. They might have been always wondering, you know, why is it that I can't be monogamous what is my issue with monogamy and they might have felt like this is the answer yeah brooklyn I mean, thank you so much for joining us of course <laughs> you guys are fun i'm honored as always for real we knew that you would be a great person to discuss this with oh uh, yeah like bring me on every other week i feel like <laughs> i need a tribe to just talk about crazy shit with yeah I feel like jail's cutting us off, but I feel like this conversation could go so many different ways. It could. Of course. Um, but we'll, we'll stop it here. But, you know, when we, when we do drop this, I would love to hear from everybody that's listening, you know, DM us and, and tell us what you think. Are our gay men better at ethical non-monogamy? Absolutely. If we have any gay male listeners, especially from you and that community, do you think that we're, you know, generalizing? Yeah. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks, Brooklyn. Bye. Brooklyn. Bye. <laughs>